Good morning, my brothers and sisters, on this 111th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as we discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. I'm going to need you to increase your enthusiasm this morning, please. On his left and my right. <laughs> Not just volume. The final. Super enthusiastic NPR person. <laughs> the final present member of the GMG Quadfecta. Who's got music in his heart? Doctor Who on his brain, along with some retro gaming. And La Coretta in his old stomacho. Mark Boucher. This podcast has been brought to you by MailChimp. Save thirty percent now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't appreciate the low key introduction that I got, and Mark got the introduction of the century. He did. <laughs> I really brought on all the stops for him. <laughs> oh, folks! Unfortunately, the volleyball and beast of the East cannot be with us tonight. But he's making somebody else laugh in three words or less, or their money back. Ronnie Johantis is with us in spirit. But no worries, next week he will return in physical and verbal form and uh, not be ready or prepared for the podcast. So as not mental tradition. form. That's correct. <laughs> Speaking of tradition, let's begin with my personal favorite segment of the night. That's right. Just wanted to share real quick about one of my favorite Portuguese-speaking podcasts, Loud Nerds, or at Loud Nerds on Twitter. They are some of my favorite podcasting that none of you English speakers will ever understand. They are four friends that love games and nerdy culture and have all kinds of content out there. Of course, they're at least once or twice throwing out weekly podcasts on major podcast apps around the globe. Recently, they've been doing some playthroughs of Rogue Company and one game that I totally want to play someday, sooner or later. Crash Bandicoot Four looks stellar. Mm. Did yeah. you get that in? Uh, did you get that in uh, GameFly? Yes, I did. I have not booted it up yet. All right, but I was yeah, going to say it's on I, next I on the list. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but the Loud Nerds—they also do spoiler casts. They did a wonderful Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, spoiler cast that I listen to in Portuguese. Uh, you can check out my podcasting brothers, our podcasting brothers of Rogue Hoffa, Kino, and Henato on our Discord because they are very active members. They, of course, discuss all their material in English, occasionally in Portuguese on our No Inglês Por Favor channel. Um, but yeah, so they talk about all kinds of topics, whether you speak English, Portuguese, or both like me. Please check out the Loud Nerds. Alrighty, then. Fellas, next up as usual. That's all I got. Next up as usual, what's new news? And Mark, tell us how your past week has been. And of course, why it's been fantastic. Um, or not no, been I don't fantastic. Think I do that. That's fine. All right. Yeah. You can pick a different adjective. Okay. It's up to you. It's Fantabulous. Scrumdiddlyumptious. This update is your oyster. Scrumdiddlyumptious. Why, 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 why does something have to be your oyster? Like, the world is your oyster. This updates your oyster. What if Why? you don't like oysters? 
Yeah. Like, what if I don't want it? The world is your PB&J sandwich. Okay. That's much, that makes much more sense to me. I approve this message. Fantastic. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> this section is now your PB&J sandwich. Sweet. <laughs> I love it. Sh- sh- share it with us. <laughs> you, should ask, uh, you should ask Isaac about, uh, you know, with PB&J... Uh, specifically oh, grape the, jelly the jam, What a controversy the, the J is for jam, not jelly Yeah, jam okay. is definitely for jam Okay Jelly doesn't even need to be mentioned Jelly's like, I don't know That uncle that you don't really want to come to Thanksgiving It's like, like something that not cool uncle yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we got jam, we're good You got jelly? No Get Jelly, you can house. just, uh, you can stay home this time it's Yeah, cool. you can stay home, we don't need you <laughs> no. Uh, no, my week's been pretty good for the most part. Uh, pretty excited for my wife, Kristen. She actually started a new job on Friday. Yeah, Ooh. all right. Nice. Yeah. Tell me it's a trans sponsor. Yes. I and knew actually, it. Actually, she is checking the specs on the rotary girder. Oh. Oh, she's Jealous. a rotary girder spec looker? That's what, I went, that's what I went to college for. Nice. Never got to do it. Yeah, she, she dabbles in that a little bit. Nice. Um, no, she's uh, working for the online component of the uh, university in our home in our town here, my mm-hmm. alma mater. Nice. Yep. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, it's it's a big blessing for us for uh, several different reasons. Um, you know, one of which is more money. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> Lucas. For those watch not able to for those see watching, at home, those watch yeah. not watching, <laughs> yeah, that are unable to watch because they can't see. Uh, yeah, basically, Lucas is making the money sign. I did uh, the money finger rubs. Which yeah, why does that mean rubs. money? Like, is that how you hold money? Is that like the sign language right there? Together? Is that the is sign it? language? I don't, know. I don't. I don't know if that's. That's, we need a mark uh, fact. That's a, that's a fact that or is, Mark Or is it know. like the the hands motion, like Pat? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the original. The, money, 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 slide money. it out. S- sliding of the hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no. Nope. Also, um, <laughs> it allows us to spend more time together. Because uh, oh, nice. That's important. Time, that's awesome. For sure. Good time. Um, Kristen was doing second shift, and I do first shift. So we, it was kind of difficult to see each oh, other. Oh, man, but, that's rough. Yeah, but uh, this makes things a little bit more uh, workable for for us and spending time together. So especially because nice. she gets like, I think like six weeks worth of training. Um, and it's like first shift hours. So she's, you know, home in the evening and stuff. So that's super nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. Right before we came to Brazil, probably the three or four years leading up to 2012, Mindy and I were just like that. She yeah. had the day, daytime shift as a teacher, and then I had the night shift as a as a waiter. So, yeah, man, that's awesome for you guys to get that matched up. That'll that'll be great. Great, yes, great, great indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so su- super excited about that. Um. But that's been pretty much the the status quo. Uh, other than that, um, uh, got to get together with my parents, my my in laws, a couple of times uh, this week. Um, obviously, La Coretta Night was one of them, but also uh, went over to their house and got to enjoy some nice chicken chili, which my mm-hmm. mother in law's chicken chili is awesome. 
I absolutely mm. love her her chicken chili. Yeah, um, it's that time of the year too. Yeah, and and this any is chili. Um, you know, everything's starting to get cooler, and so it's just a perfect time for us to go ahead and have a chili night. So yeah, um, definitely a fan of that. Um, on the gaming front, um. As I told you guys last week, um, you know, I told you by the time we recorded tonight, I would more than likely have finished uh, Link's Awakening, and I did. Uh, All I right, completed nice. Link's Awakening, and uh, it has gone back to Gamefly, uh, and I'm switching. You it mean out, so flown back yes. to Gamefly? Yes, it has. It flew. It flew back to Gamefly, mm. Um, mm. and Mafia. Definitive edition is taking its place. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, it has not arrived just yet, but uh, I'm waiting for it any day now. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I did not get back into Ghost of Tsushima. You did um, not. I, I did not. Boo. Um, but um, I'm telling myself that before I I put Mafia into the PS4. I need to finish Ghost of Tsushima. You do. You owe it so, to yourself. You owe it so to I us. Need to do that, especially since you owe it to Ghost of Tsushima, Insomniac, PlayStation, and the world. And, and Kage. Lord, and Lord Shimura. And Kage. Yeah, you owe it to Kage. Yep. He gave everything for you. Yep. So it's gonna happen. Did he give everything for me? I don't know. Um, At least his rear end. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many times have you? Uh, accidentally sliced uh, your your horse so many times (laughs) not so much that but more so i think so many times i've like accidentally jumped off like a certain height and have been thrown off kage (laughs) (laughs) oh i can't tell you how many times i yoshied kage like i would be about to land and i would jump off of him right before he landed on the ground (laughs) and he would get hurt but then i would be fine i did a mario like, See, I Bye. thought you meant you like punched him in the head. Oh no, that's awful. I did. I sorted him a lot, Patrick. Oh, you brought yeah. that oh, up. Gosh, yeah. I can't hide times. I was like, okay, Kage, let's go. Hi-ya! And then I'd like slash <laughs> his face. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry? Question mark. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So this next week, that is on the priority list. All right. Um, better. Better hear a good update about. About yes. finishing that next yep. week. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will sad. not. I will not touch Mafia if, until if, if you until do not the... finish it, you have to write a haiku for Ooh. us. So it's That's... either finish it or write a haiku. Win win. Out of punishment, though. I like that. I guess it is win win. <laughs> you have to make a haiku about bathroom subjects. Okay. Now, now I'm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, you see, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm going to create one just for fun. <laughs> Great. Uh, also on the gaming front, of course, we have been moving the needle on a retro October. Yeah. Uh, been having a lot of fun on that end. Let's see. This past Saturday, uh, I played Kirby Superstar, uh, which was a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite Super Nintendo games to play. Uh, we were able to give away a GMG t-shirt to our very own joiner, Mr. Tim Pollan. Yeah. That's so right. Congratulations to Tim. Iowan. Yeah. Iwanese, Iwanese, sorry, resident Iwanese man. So that has been shipped off to you, Mr. Pollen. Uh, so you should be expecting that within the next half a year. 
<laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> if, if it's anything like Barnabe's. Yeah. Hey, you might get two. You might get two on accident. Who knows? Yep. So, uh, but yeah, uh, congratulations. Is it on accident to Tim. or by accident? By accident. By accident. By accident. Yeah. I feel like I we've covered this. I could care less. You couldn't. You could not. <laughs> but I could. You could not. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't that just anyway, mean you care wonderful. if you could care less? I could care less. So I care a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Is that that you how have that a works? little bit of care left in you. Yeah, like a Care Bear. <laughs> With a rainbow coming out of much. his belly. Care Bear stare. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Obviously, yeah, we played Kirby Superstar, had a lot of fun with that. Uh, also played some Blaster Master before that. Um, that game it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like that, that game yeah, holds up. I love that game. Um, in terms of indie game, it could be an indie game today. Sure. Uh, so, And there's a lot of great gameplay features. I love the fact that you can get in and out of the, out of the tank, out of... Um, Shoot, what is that tank's name? I think it's Sophia. I think it's the tank's name, Sophia the Third. Um, Wait, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is the name of the tank. I don't like believe if you, you. If you uh, bring the start screen up, the um, the menu, uh, it tells you that that's the name of the the Sophia tank. the Third. Sophia the Third. Is that like? Isn't that a Disney cartoon? That's Sophia the First. Oh, so great grandma. <laughs> Of the Blaster Master car. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia the first is Sophia the third. Okay. This is like in a distant future. They've put their like their their mind into the machines and stuff. Whatever that's called. I Mm. can't remember. The the only problem that I had with that game and and some games do this very well and others it's just super annoying. Is that whole Metroidvania style of backtracking. Yeah. Like you have to go like uh you go through area one to area two and then two to three and then to get to area four you've gotta go back to area one and then go through a different way with an ability that you didn't have before. Yeah. Um and and so certain games they handle this well, like obviously Metroid uh does that well. Um and more uh, modern ones where they kind of have like map indicators of unexplored yeah. areas and the but Nintendo Ori games do it well. Yeah. Um love those, but yeah, this game was just kind of it was kind of frustrating. I was like, "Man, there's no easy way to get back to to area 1 from here, so I've got to backtrack super far." Yeah. Um like I think there was a certain point it was easier for me to take a death and because it automatically brings you back to the beginning of the area. It's legit. Um, it was faster to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but it was still a lot of fun, and we still had uh, plenty of people dropping by and and uh, following the channel, mm. which uh, which brings me to our next exciting thing. And I'm sure many of you today, uh, at the time of the recording, uh, today's Monday. Um, Saw this on Twitter that we have officially reached affiliate status. Woo-hoo! Yeah, baby. On, Congrats. On, uh, Spring break. GMG Twitch. Woo-hoo. So thank you so much to everybody who uh, has been watching and has been following. Um, this is super exciting for us to be able to kind of get to this next step. And uh, we're going to try to keep pushing along and growing the Twitch channel. Um, 
you know, obviously I'm going to be doing some stuff. And uh, I think, Lucas, uh, I think you've said you are going to be joining in as well. Yes, sir. Nice. Sweet, sweet deal. Um, I, I kind of gave people a little bit of a taste of, of what's coming on my end in the next month. Um, so I'm going to officially announce here on our on the podcast, um, I'm doing something called the GMG Game of the Month. GMG where, got him. Yep. GMG got him. G-O-T-M. What? That is awesome. GMG <laughs> got Love him. it. Love it. Uh, so basically, the I'm going to be streaming once a week. Um, it's probably going to be on a Saturday night. And I'm going to be basically picking a game each month that's a longer game that takes about, you know, 12 to 15 hours or more to to work on. And uh, I'm going to stretch that out throughout the span of the month. And it'll be the focus of our, our streaming, or at least my end of streaming uh, for for the month. Um now, what our first, what our inaugural uh, game of the month will be, it's still working on that. I've got a couple of ideas for what game I want to do, but um, Persona for Golden. No, <laughs> he said ten to twelve, fifteen hours. I thought he meant Not a day. He was going to do ten, twelve, fifteen hours a day. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, Persona, Persona. 5. I actually have a life, so <laughs> I, I don't think I could ever go through that. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, so we'll be doing that next month. Uh, obviously, we're going to keep the ball rolling on Retro October this month. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to be playing uh, an unsung hero, I think, of of the NES era. And it's called uh, Star Tropics, which mm-hmm. is very much a, uh, a Zelda top-down type dungeon-type game, but it's on an island. Um, so I'm super excited to play that. I used to play that a lot when I was a kid. Um, and so I hope, uh, people will enjoy tomorrow night as of recording tomorrow night being Tuesday. So, but, uh, that is pretty much everything on my end. So Patrick, Hey, how you do? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing great. Why? I'm doing fantastic. Are you? Yes. Great and fantastic. Oh yeah. Let's hear about it. It was it was Wednesday last week. It was around four fifteen, and that's around the time that uh, my kids come home from school. And I was on a phone call um, with the client, and my door starts to open into my office. And usually when that happens, it's four fifteen. I'm expecting it to to be the kids. Uh, door opens, and it is my high school buddy. Tony, who lives in Florida, what? and he just opens the door and surprise. Yeah, it was a huge surprise. Like it's because I was not expecting. Because we had we were texting like the night before, uh, and like and he had already he was already in town. He was just kind of like seeing if I was gonna be home during the day on Wednesday. So he just stops on by and yeah, man, it's just like I, I said it before. He's one of those guys where. No matter how long it's been since I've talked to him or seen him, we always pick up like we've never been apart kind That's of great. thing. Yeah, so uh, great time with him. We, we played games um, on Wednesday night, and I, he's, like, he's like, what's the new game? So I was like, well, we try to do like co-op games. Uh, we don't do single-player games usually when we play. Uh, so I showed him Enter the Gungeon. Ooh, nice. Okay. And uh, he loves it. So we 
we started at he was probably he was over till like two in the morning on Wednesday night, and we were just playing. I was like, it's like, hey, uh, are you tired? He's like, no, not really. I was like, do you want to play another one? So so every time we die, we just continue to play another just one, another one, one more. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> so we had, we had a good time. We we hung out pretty much all week, uh, all weekend, uh, and we watched the Bengals game. And then after the Bengals game, he came over. And uh, he's like, I was like, so what do you want to do? You want to get some dinner? He's like, I kind of want to play Enter the Gungeon. So he, it was like, it, the hooks were in him. And he's we, hooked. Yeah, we, I think we got to the fourth of the fifth chambers. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a little bit different with co-op because you share all the resources. So mm. all the uh, weapons you pick up, you know, you have to like, okay, who's going to get this one? Who's going to get this power up? Who's going to tr- uh, buy the uh, extra hearts or extra health uh, at the merchant? Because it, it can't it can't go to both of us. So it was like more of a strategy there. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was a little bit different for, for co-op. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we had a great time with End of, End of the Gungeon this past week. Uh, so it was it was really, really nice to, to hang out with him. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, it was it was just like i said it was just something we we picked up right where we left 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 off uh we're we're idiots together it's it's one of those things where the first time we see each other or talk to each other uh the conversation starts off with with absolutely absolute gibberish (laughs) so uh we'll say we'll say hey and then you know it'll go off like uh hey hey pat and i'll say he'll i'll say uh hey tony and he says, and then it just goes off on random stuff for like five minutes, and then we'll actually talk about what we're gonna do that day. So it was just, it was just, yeah, it was a good time. Um, that was pretty much uh, it for the the life front. Work has been work has been crazy this past week. We just had a new hire start today, uh, so that's uh, a a lot of my effort uh, in work is is making sure that they have all the accesses, all the training, um, get that orientation in. So uh it's been it's been crazy uh on the on the gaming front other than end of the gungeon uh i haven't really played much uh because my buddy has been in town so we've been playing a lot of end of the gungeon mm-hmm. um yeah nothing uh, yeah it's it's it was a, it was a great time great chill time with my buddy um but that's that's about that's about it nothing else going on on my front it's not a bad week though it it, it, no, it was it wasn't not. it was it was uh it, the the five days he was in town flew by like absolute mm. flew by uh but uh but yeah so it's good times cool man great yeah. oldies yeah <laughs> how about you lucas what's up with you all right well uh on the family real life front i guess as we're calling it as as is tradition um as, as tradition. is tradition as is tradition i've i've done something this past week, I did something this past week that I have not done in about 12 years. I did my civic duty from Brazil, and I voted. Oh. Got, a, got an absentee ballot. I actually yep. got the absentee ballot like three weeks to a month ago, and I'm like, I feel like this is too early to vote. So I waited. I, <laughs> I unfortunately watched uh, a debate or two. Like the whole thing. What and, oh, you did yeah. the whole thing? I trudged you through the yourself, mud. Did you just like <laughs> pop some popcorn and just sit back? 
Well, I did one thing that I do for podcasts, uh, not because I don't like them, but just because I just think people talk too slow in general. I put it on like 1.75 speed, almost two. Oh, gosh. Whoa. And it was like, sometimes it was like watching kindergarten kids like just go at each other and yelling gibberish at each other. You had no idea what was happening. But for the most part, talking at normal speed. I no they, they it was I I got used to it I did it for both the the presidential debate and the VP debate and even the the town hall meetings I just I, I between those things and just reading up and on articles on all sides of the conversation I really just wanted to be in a good headspace to to vote responsibly and so and so I did that the past couple of weeks and uh, but I voted and uh, you know. I, it's it's been so long. Like I I <laughs> I just was looking at the ballot and I'm like I don't know what half of these people are. I'm voting for them to do. I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay. I know president. I know senator. House of Representatives. Yes, treasurer. Those are good. But I got to like the local the local people in my county. Yeah. Um, where where my I guess my extended residence is. Even though I don't physically live there, it's still considered my U.S. residence. Um, and I was looking at some of the, uh, some of the local, uh, positions and two of them were the local county assessor and the local county surveyor. And they were two of the people, one in each of them were people that I went to high school with. And I was like, what? What? Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So shout out to Gigi Collett. I voted for you as assessor. I'm telling the world. And Chad Proudfoot as surveyor, you got did my you, vote. So that is an awesome name, Chad Proudfoot. Hold yes. on, I was gonna say Gigi Collett. That sounds like a like they a, both got a, cool a names. Rap album, like uh, Gigi Collett's new rap album. <laughs> Gigi Collett. Gigi Collett. <laughs> yeah, that works. So uh, yeah, I had no idea what they're supposed to do. I have no idea what they're supposed to do, but I know them, and I know they'll do a great job. So that was. Uh, that was the the adulting I did this week. Um, besides that, my father-in-law is still visiting. He's splitting his time between hanging out with us and going to the dentist. It's been going well for him so far. and uh, But kind of having him around, uh, just, you know, really wanting to utilize the time. Kind of like you understand, Patrick, with your friend that, you know, from when Tony came by for those five days, you probably weren't as productive as, you know, as a as an insurance guy, as a as a husband, as a dad, all those things, you kind of split your time and focus. And yeah, so, yeah, and and the wife and the kids, they they understood. Of course, you know, yeah. Like, we don't, I don't see him very often, so they were very supportive. Yeah, definitely. And so with with John here, my father in law, you know, we we wanted to spend some quality time with him because we don't, you know, we hadn't seen him since earlier in the year, and uh, we didn't know when he was going to visit again. So uh, we we when he was here with us, we were definitely focused on hanging out. Uh, we watched a couple movies. We got him to watch some Disney movies, and let me tell you, Mindy, my wife, is shocked that she was able to do this because ever since she has known him, he has never been interested in any movies other than like either really, really, really old movies or like Christian Bible-based movies. Uh, no cartoons, no Disney, no nothing. And my kids were just like randomly bringing up Hey, Papa, let's watch Frozen 2. And he's like, okay. And we're just like, what? Whoa. (laughs) And so we watched Frozen 2, and he liked it. And then the next day, the kids were like, hey, on our Disney chronological watch list, our next movie is The Lion King. 
you want to watch it with us, Papa? He's like, sure, let's watch it. We're like, oh, All that's right. cool. Who and are he, you and what yeah, have you done yeah, with my Yeah, dad? exactly. It's like, <laughs> you're not my father-in-law. <laughs> and so we watched The Lion King and he loved it. Like even halfway through the movie, we had to pause because a family member had to go to the bathroom. And he's like, this movie is incredible. And we're just like, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And and even the next day, randomly out of the blue, he was like, that nah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> this would be like, I can see what's happening. What? <laughs> they don't have a clue. Who? Who? <laughs> but uh, he just brought up like just saying randomly. I love that movie. He'd love that movie. He's like ten out of ten. And I'm like coming from a guy who doesn't really like kid movies or has watched a lot of movies. Yeah. I was like, huh? Stamp of approval. Lion King is a is top notch movie. So. Uh, good stuff. I, I love that movie. Like the music, everything about it is fantastic. I'll be honest that I'm not exactly looking forward to watching the live action again because I find it a little weird the way they animated the quote unquote live action characters. Yeah, yeah. And then the songs, like I don't know if you guys have listened to like the original songs and the the live action songs back to back, but there's no comparison between oh, the two. Yeah, the OG is so, yeah, so OG much all the way. So, but yeah, we're still going to do it and, you know, we'll, we'll watch it and then we'll rank it probably much lower than we ranked, uh, Lion King original. Um, the other thing we're watching that we started watching with Natasha is Avatar, the last airbender. Have you guys, uh, watched or heard of this anime Nickelodeon? Is that the James Cameron movie? No. So there's a there's no not that's the blue people that's the, <laughs> <laughs> the there is a movie though M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong he he made the the live nope, action adaptation no nope. we're not going to talk about that I've heard bad things I've never seen it it's but, horrible yeah uh, supposedly they're remaking it or he's getting another Netflix go at it apparently is yeah yeah that's what I've heard but uh, so we're watching the the original I think it's four seasons. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender watching on Netflix and early impressions so far are positive Um, I think Aang is hilarious the title character The Last Airbender Um, between him and the antagonist so I don't know anything about The Last Airbender yeah what does that mean so in in this mythical realm that's like an earth-based realm where you have a bunch of different nations, but these nations are based off the elements. So there's like the water kingdom, the fire kingdom, the wind kingdom, and the earth. Is this kingdom. Captain Planet? <laughs> Pretty much. No, it's not Captain Planet. <laughs> but no. funnily enough, the when the fire kingdom goes to war against all the other kingdoms, prophecy says that the 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 last airbender or the avatar called Avatar that can control all of the elements like Captain Planet, you know, combination thing. Uh, he will save humanity or he will save all the kingdoms. And so it's about pretty so much... So Aang is Captain Planet? Yeah, Aang is Captain Planet. Oh, man. Except I'm, he's not summoned. Yeah, he's, not, he's not summoned. He's, he's found in like a big block of ice with a, a huge uh, creature called Papa. Papa. He's hilarious. Appa. I love Appa. Yeah, yeah, not Papa. Appa. 
Appa is funny. He just likes to take naps all the time. But uh, Yeah, so this is very much like a, a reincarnation type thing. The Avatar comes from a long line, yes, a succession that of is avatars. Which is where uh, the that, word originally finds its meaning. And, right. Yeah. And so Aang is just the latest one in this show. Hmm. Yeah. But it's pretty much about, it's it's pretty much like a coming of age story because Aang is like a, a 10 or 11 year old kid. He's very immature. He's very powerful, like controlling wind. That's why he's the last airbender. He can bend the wind and control it. And it's pretty much. So can he fly? Yeah. He's got that, like, yeah. he's got a staff that turns into like a flying kite that he can ride. It's really cool. Like I kind of want one. I wouldn't be able to do anything with it. I'd probably break So he's like Captain Planet. Mixed with Mary Poppins, correct, exactly right. That's the Except first thing. Much cooler. Yeah, much. <laughs> I don't know. Mary Poppins is pretty cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Mary. <laughs> hey, hello, Mary Poppins. What you doing there? So, <laughs> Ang is hilarious. Now, his relationship so far. I'm only three, four episodes in. If you've watched, this is I'm going like I'm mixing anime. But if you've ever watched Pokemon, the movie with Mewtwo Strikes Back where Mewtwo and Mew fight each other, like Aang and, and I know Patrick, sorry, I've lost you. Yeah, I don't know. But Mark's shaking his head, and maybe some of you joiners understand. Mew and Mewtwo have this relationship where Mew is very lighthearted and a very innocent character that just likes to have fun, but is very powerful. And then Mewtwo is like very emo, angry, like, but also very powerful. And so, so far in the first few episodes, Aang has this relationship with not a relationship, but this there's an antagonist trying to capture him. That's very serious. But then Ang is very just like whimsical and just wants to have fun, but he's, he just kicks this guy's butt over and over again. And so I find it. Talking just, about Zuko? Yeah. The he's, yeah. he's got the scar on his eye and yeah, that's Zuko. the fire control dude. Yeah. He's really angry, but it kind of reminds the me guy of that. that. Okay. That? He's voiced by the guy that plays Rufio. Oh, I did recognize his voice. That is Rufio. Yes. Okay. That that totally makes sense now. Um, Mark fact. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, (laughs) I had to do that. Why that? Patrick can edit that in later. Sorry, I interrupted you. You did it. it. No, it's all good. But uh, but that kind of like back and forth between them is funny. Uh, I will say the animation and the voice acting, at least at the beginning, feels a little dated. Um, But I'm only three episodes in, and so. It's really got me, my daughter Natasha, and even my non-anime watching wife really kind of hooked already just after three or four episodes. So we're looking forward to it. It's been good. Nice. Besides that, uh, in the gaming realm, still working on that old Spelunky and riding the struggle bus on that old Spelunky. It's kind of like, Patrick, just to give you a heads up on it. I forgot to mention this last week when Ronnie was here. But uh, Spelunky is very much like Enter the Gungeon, except you don't get as many guns. Mm. So you can imagine it's a little tough. Like it's not like a, a you know bullets flying everywhere, but it's hard, and uh, it's it's more of a two D side scroller. There's no guns. Uh, I've really struggled with the controls a little bit. Uh, it it's either the character either moves really fast if you hold down you know what I would say the B button like on Mario. And he moves super fast, like almost uncontrollably fast. Or if you let it go, he moves like a turtle and really slowly. And he can barely jump anywhere. And so, Gross. It, yeah, it's it's t- 
taken me a little bit of getting used to. Uh, the level of design uh, is, again, 2D side-scrolling. Um, you know, I've been trying to unlock shortcuts so that I can skip certain sections of the game. I think there's four or five sections, and I've gotten to the final section, the temple, uh, but I've never gotten past the first part. There's like usually three or four parts to each section, each area or world or whatever you want to call it. Um, I haven't gotten past the first one of that, but I've been mm. I've been uh, unlocking shortcuts, which has kind of helped. I have not reached the final boss yet, but I've been enjoying the strategy, the the challenge. I wish there was a little more character growth design, like being able to level up or get some more perks. RPG elements. Yeah, more of that, but it's not like that. So pretty mm. much you can switch characters, but it's all just a palette swap. I think you guys talked about in Enter the Gungeon, like there's like little perks when you switch your characters. Yeah. Uh, they have like a special or a little ability or something. Sure, yep. Uh, but this one is just a palette swap, so Got all. Uh, nothing major. But I, I, you know, I played that for a good solid week and have kind of struggled. So uh, I've taken a little break from it. I'm going to go back to it because uh, I'm determined and I want to I want to beat it. Um, but uh, other than that, I've played a little bit of Avengers. I did return back. Oh, really? Because there is a new hub in Avengers. <gasps> there is. And, and in that hub, subsection zero, in that hub, all your faction assignments can be grabbed. And, oh, and, excellent. Yes, it's that fantastic. fantastic. However, Sarah Garza is not present. So you you have to grab your your inhuman faction assignments from a, a little computer panel on the wall. And then the other lady, I don't remember her name. She's she's there, but Sarah Garza is not. Oh, Sarah so, Garza should have moved to that new should've. place. So she's Sarah Garza is my favorite NPC in I the know, entire right? game. She's the best. Uh, seriously she's the best <laughs> seriously she's the best how many times do we have to say that now <laughs> so Nine yeah for times? those who don't know uh sarah garza she is in the anthill hub and when you uh get your daily missions you have to go to her and you can select uh eight missions and then or eight eight assignments and then one like boss mission and every time that you select uh one to accept uh, she'll respond with seriously she, you're the best she used to show so yeah so sadly they first, patched it out at first so if you selected all eight in a row really fast she would say seriously you're the best eight times and then also if you got the boss one she would yep. say seriously you're the best so nine even times. if you walk away and go around the rest of the hub you can still hear her in the yep. background saying <laughs> seriously you're the best seriously you're the best and uh so it was funny because uh, we played. Uh, I played a ton of Avengers, and Clark liked to watch me play Avengers, and he also loved the "Seriously, You're the Best." And uh, I think well, there was one time after the first update, they kind of like patched those out where she would say something else than "Seriously, You're the Best," and she's like, "Seriously, You're the Best," and then Clark and I would laugh, and then the next one was like, "Hey, thank you so much." And then Clark and I looked at each other like, "What? what no happened? way! Yeah, what? This is one of the one of the best glitches. Like this game is glitch ridden, but this is one of the best glitches of it's hearing her such say a seriously, good you're the best, over and over again. So yeah. it's sad to see that it that was. is no longer the case. It's true. It's it's very sad, but it's very convenient to get all your assignments, your inhuman and your yeah, uh, whatever they're called. What is it called? 
the, the shield assignments that- shield yes i'm like what yeah. is the other faction the shield faction assignments all under one area the other thing they introduced is a new mission type called tachyon rifts okay and uh i did it the first time and definitely failed no way. I had no idea what I was Oops. doing. So you enter in this area. It's really unstable. There's like a storm cloud and like all these like almost like uh, rips, rifts in time. I guess tachyon rift. It makes sense. There's like these purple rifts happening all over the place. And uh, you have a timer. And I thought the timer was for me to reach the next like the next part of the mission. Well, I yeah. get there and the timer keeps counting down. And I'm fighting enemies. They're all shielded. And all of a sudden it goes to zero and it's like mission failed. And I'm like, wait, what? What am I supposed to do? And so I discovered that in this mission, the kind of the little, I guess the little, whatever you want to call it, the little crinkle, the little challenge you have. While you're fighting your enemies, you also have to touch all these little, I don't know what to call them, like rifts in time, like time or space or like these little little clouds uh, and they give you like plus 20 seconds plus 10 seconds plus five seconds and so you have to like hit these little collectible things and also fight at the same time so it adds a little bit of a challenge i guess uh to make sure the timer doesn't go down while you're fighting and doing your tasks and all that Mm. jazz so it was okay it was interesting uh once i figured it out and then the last thing that got me really excited about Avengers is they gave their state of the game update this past week. Square Enix did. And yeah. they gave us a heads up on all the things happening. Uh, one that you'll be very excited about, Patrick, is that if you log in between October 22nd and November 5th, you will get free credits, free units, free DNA keys, and the, the creme de la creme, a Sarah Garza nameplate. They know. They, they know. know. They know. Yes. Sarah Gar's nameplate, that's amazing. She deserves it. She does. She's the best. She's seriously. I might get a we should get a tattoo, like Sarah Gar's <laughs> tattoo. I don't know when if I'm I visit go that next far. year. <laughs> you you just get the one half that says seriously, and then mine says dot dot dot, you're the best. And then yes. it's like we're like Sarah Garza buddies. That's what um, they'll call us. That's what they'll call us. Uh, <laughs> also, there will be a ping system. A hundred percent. That's re- great. Replayable campaign, which you're excited about. Yes, finally. Yes, and then they will be introducing in a few weeks a destiny-like raid mission called Omega Level Threats, mm. where mm. you will have to have four separate human characters squatting up only. No AI. No, no funny business. Only human characters. Okay. Yes. And so you and I will have to find two more people to squat up with us that are high level. Maybe Lem, maybe, no, not Mark. He's still working on, uh, we've got to get him to finish Ghost of Tsushima. So mm-hmm. One game at a time. Yeah, exactly. But we'll find it. We'll be able to find some people, I'm sure. Or we'll just yeah. bring in a rando that'll run around randomly, okay. as randos do. Uh, and then Kate Bishop, sorry, Patrick. She will not be coming in October. She will be coming in November. So, okay. Delayed a month. Not bad. All right. It's fine. We got other stuff to play. So, for sure. Yeah. And then the last thing in gaming for me, I have returned to Dead Cells. Surprise, surprise. And oh, nice. a new update? I, uh, yes. 
the Barrel of Fun update. They updated to a new uh, final level, like the level before the final boss. Uh, they, they added in a new level, which is pretty much a distillery. So there's like barrels everywhere and new enemies. There's a couple new weapons that I got to use that are pretty cool. Um, and uh, besides that, the other incentive I have is I still have not legitimately beat 5BC on Dead Cells. And so I think I need to stream it. And I think I need to beat it in the coming weeks. Not only for that game, but for a PlayStation camera that I got in the mail today from one Woo-hoo! Patrick Novacell. Oh, snap. That's I think I right, bought folks. that in 2018 for you. I'm pretty That's sure you so did. so long ago. It took forever. <laughs> and after we paid the piper, the boxes came and they, we unwrapped them. We got all kinds of goodies. Nice. We Sweet. got some Funko Pops. I got a Baby Yoda Funko Pop with a frog hanging out of his mouth and uh, got that PlayStation <laughs> camera. That's funny. Hooked it up and tested it out today. Four minutes of fun showing off my white legs and uh, testing <laughs> out the, you know, good old PlayStation camera. So it was cool. Sweet. Nice. Going to do it and uh, get back to, you know, I, playing Dead Cells. I just felt like it's like coming back to my gaming roots. And, uh, you know, it just it felt good. Yeah. And uh, speaking of getting back to our roots, Mark, are you ready to introduce today's topic? I sure am. Yes, so uh, this actually came to mind because my dad and my stepmom are actually traveling today uh, back to where I come from, my my home state uh, of New Hampshire. They are going back up there to visit and to take some vacation and take in a lot of the the you know familiar sights and sounds of New Hampshire. Uh, And tastes, because there's a lot of great uh, foods that, you know, are basically the comforts of home. And so it it inspired me to basically think about, uh, you know, what makes your hometown and your home state your home? Like, what are the unique things that that make up where you come from, where you were born and raised? Mm -hmm. And and so uh, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, and we're going to start off with uh, a couple of uh, joiner responses uh, to our topic. Uh, so first and foremost, our uh, our latest GMG t-shirt winner, Mr. Tim Pollan. Yeah. He writes, I live in rural Iowa and everyone waves, even to strangers. You meet an- another car at a stop sign and be prepared to get a quick wave. It's weird, mostly because most of those friendly folks are armed oh goodness <laughs> be are nice they... to us be nice to you yeah all right i'll be please don't kill me sir now is hi, it... <laughs> hi hi i'm i'm good i'm a good person now are no, they just... waving the gun like in a positive oh, way Oh goodness gracious i hope not or is the gun in one hand and then they're waving in the other hand like <laughs> don't better wave back. Don't, don't do me wrong or i'm gonna shoot you <laughs> yeah. you better wave back uh <laughs> Yeah, our uh, our second response. I don't know if I want to go back, oh, go. go to where Tim lives. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Kind of turns me off to Iowa <laughs> even more. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, here uh, in Brazil, one thing that I noticed in the first year or two we were here is everybody gives thumbs up for everything. Like uh, that's would, not the uh, that's not the digit people use in my home state. Oh my! Like, <laughs> what, that's, what, that's what everybody does. That's kind of uh, no, no I'm abrasive. <laughs> but no, like you you let somebody across the street and they're just like, hey, thumbs up. You, uh, I don't know. You think of all the nice things you can do out in public, and people are just yeah, like, I, I, I like up. the thumbs up rather than the gun wave. The gun, so the gun wave. <laughs> Waving guns. <laughs> it is everywhere. an improvement. That is an improvement. Yes. Yeah. No, no uh-huh. guns here. No guns. Liar. Nope. No grass. No guns. Only thumbs. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So <laughs> All right. All righty then. So Lord Zucor. Yeah. He writes to us, old Nate. He writes, Where I grew up, the town held an annual alien days parade. Because of a supposed UFO sighting some 50 years ago. Basically an excuse for the town to dress like weirdos and parade down the street. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> also, Howard Hughes' Spruce Goose has its permanent home in a museum there. Um, I believe Howard Hughes is a famous aviator? Yep, that's an airplane. They, they, made, a, they made a movie? It's not oh an my animal. Gosh. I was thinking um, it's not an animal. I was thinking like the a... '80s movies guy. Not that's not Howard Hughes. Who am I thinking of? The I 80s, have no idea. '80s like movie guy, guy. Yeah, like he he created like all the, uh, the with Christopher. Oh, Columbus. John Hughes. John Hughes. Oh. <laughs> like the Breakfast Club. And Wrong. Pretty uh, yes, Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> don't. I was like, who is? What is John Hughes' Spruce Goose? I don't know this. <laughs> no wonder I'm an idiot yeah uh, <laughs> that is correct that is correct agreed <laughs> I concur with that statement no um, argument here or from Mark for that matter uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah that leads us into obviously there are some uh, interesting and unique things that make where we come from uh, comfortable to us and and brings us the, the nice warm and fuzzies uh, about, you know, living where we live. Um, and so I wanted us to share some of those those individual things, whether those be landmarks or, or food or, um, you know, f- traditions, things that happen each and every year. Uh, like for me... Um, Anything and everything maple, because New Hampshire is uh, kind of a leading uh, producer of of maple products like maple syrup and yeah. and and maple candy and things like that. Um, that always mm. reminds me of one home. of the major plus, food groups. Yes. <laughs> oh, what is that from Elf again? I can't remember. It was candy, candy corns, <laughs> and syrup or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he makes he makes lunch. It's just a bunch of noodles with maple syrup in it. Yep. And pop tarts and marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Smashes yeah, it together with his hands. <laughs> somebody suggested like, "Hey, we should do that for Christmas." I'm like, "No. Why? No, we should not." <laughs> um, but uh no, their their maple syrup is the best. Mm. Um because now, you know, it's I need it's, you to describe it. From, what? It's, 
I need you to describe it. Maybe you were going to. Sorry. Oh, it's um, is it's it? just not as chemical tasting as right. a lot of mass-produced ones. It's just got a, whoa, a nice... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chemical tasting? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of maple syrup are I you consuming? No, which... if, you, if you eat like the, the typical maple syrup you find in the grocery store and then you try this, you'll know the difference. So is right. is the New Hampshire or the New England maple syrup, is it watery like Canadian maple syrup? No. Okay. Because that's what I no. don't like about quote unquote pure maple syrup that like Cracker Barrel or some other place has where they're like, ooh, Canadian maple syrup. And it's like water. Sugar no, water. It's much thicker. Yes. And, that's what I like. Uh, like a honey opinion, consistency thick? Yeah. Yes. Well, not, not quite full on honey, but kind of the in between. Okay. Um, but it's it's sweeter and it's it's just fresher tasting. Mm. I guess is the best mm. way I to want describe some pancakes it. Pancakes right now. I know, right? Oh, that I would so love good. some pancakes with some New Hampshire maple syrup. Mm. New Hampshire and Vermont are are leading producers of of maple syrup. <laughs> I heard that um, Vermont's pretty good. They've got yeah. great maple candy. Yeah. New Hampshire's better, but anyway. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like uh, that kind of stuff. And obviously the New England area, seafood is a huge deal, um, you know, because it's, it's fresh. It's not like you're in the box type stuff, um, you know, and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, corn on the cob is, is something that, you know, my, Ooh, my dad, yeah. that'll be one of the things that he gets mm. is, uh, well... Actually, he won't be able to get it now because it's out of season now. But um, that's one of the things when he goes up to New Hampshire, he has to get some uh, corn on the cob from from the local farm stand mm-hmm. um, because it just it just tastes different. Um, but uh, what what are some kinds of, um, for example, some kinds of foods that are kind of native to your your area? That's like okay, you 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 got to have this if you're coming to. West Virginia or mm. to Ohio in the Cincinnati area or whatever. Uh, see, in Cincinnati, the thing uh, that is big around here is chili. Yep, and it is skyline chili to be more precise. It's a, it's it's like a staple. People come in, you got to try the skyline chili, and it is like fifty fifty of whether someone's gonna like it or not because it's just it's just a bed of noodles and you throw chili and cheese on top of it and. Mm. It is, uh, what it is called is different meaning than in any other part of the United States or the world. And it's called a three-way because it's noodles, chili, and cheese. And then they have like four ways where they have like, they'll add, um, beans and a five-way. They add something else. I don't, I don't know, but I like the three-way because it's just chili cheese and noodles and people are, are are like whenever they come in, maybe they're from Florida and someone's coming like, why would you put chili on noodles? And it's just like very foreign to people. But growing up in, in Cincinnati, Skyline's one of the things that, you know, you eat. It's, it's just like you grow up and it's, it's just something that you love. And other to all the other 49 States, it's people are like, what are you Skyline? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was one of the places that uh, that we went to when Tony was in town. We had to get, we had to get Skyline because you can't get it really anywhere else. Hmm. That's the that's 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 one of the big things. 
our uh, our city is like a comes from uh, like a German settlers. Uh, so we have a lot of German heritage in Cincinnati. So there's a lot of sausages and Oktoberfests and uh, German germ. We have a a, a park called uh, uh, Germania Park. Uh, so there's just like all the, all of it's like a lot of German, uh, in, in that respect. So, um, with that, there's a lot of like, uh, pork. So, um, what back, I think back in like the 1800s when the Cincinnati was settled, it was called Porkopolis <laughs> because the, because there was, uh, there was just a bunch of pig farms. Hmm. And, uh, so there's just a ton of bacon, sausage, everything that comes from pigs. Mm. Um, Yum. so yeah, like. Yes, bacon. Tim Pollan's listening right now, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. you have my attention. First, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, being from West Virginia, almost heaven, um, I have a number of foods that either are the most common in West Virginia, or when I mention them outside of West Virginia, and people are like, what? What are you talking about? One of those is pepperoni rolls. And Interesting. Uh it's just what you can imagine. It's a roll stuffed with pepperoni, often with cheese, sometimes with chili, like, you know, what you would have in Skyline. Uh the same thing, like hot dog sauce or hot dog chili, whatever you want to call it. Hot dog sauce? What is that? That's that's what Is that you, ketchup? No. <laughs> So some people call it <laughs> or mustard, whichever one some, you want to use. Some people call it hot dog chili. Some people call it hot dog sauce. It's just it's pretty much what you put on your skyline chili. To me, is hot dog chili. It's hot dog sauce. It's okay. And so that's and that's one of the on the kids' menu in Skyline. You put hot dogs on top of the chili. Yeah, and yep. and even when I when I when I went to school, went to college in Ohio, and I went to Skyline Chili. I went to shake and bake and i went to the different restaurants or what's the other not skyline uh there's another gold, was it gold star yeah gold, gold star, star. Is the other i went, one, but I went no, to, no one talks about gold star. i went to both and i was like this is just hot dog chili on top of spaghetti noodles i'm like sorry not impressed i'll eat it it's good i mean it's it's food but uh yeah it is what it is well hold on you said it's food you'll eat it so if i took you to long john silver's Ooh, dude! You're like you're like you're like oh, that's food. I'll eat it. Uh, full confession, I I like Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to make fun of you. <laughs> I grew up. Ronnie's I'm, not here. Yeah, what? You can't what? prove this. Once Ronnie's back, I'm going full on. I hate Long John Silver's. But what do you mean you can't prove this? <laughs> oh, We're on a podcast. Man. He doesn't listen. He won't was, hear it. We he won't get this far. About- I thought we were going to talk about our hometowns. Now we're just into confession time. Dude, Here we go. I grew up on Long John Silver's. I loved Hush Puppies growing up, like in the Crunchies. Yeah. So. Oh, the Crunchies. The Crunchies yeah. are the best. Sorry. So anyways, back, to, back to pepperoni rolls. Pepperoni rolls are magical. When uh, a couple months ago, Mindy found pe- like good old, um, I don't want to say American pepperoni. It didn't originate in, in, in the U.S., but pepperoni as I know it. Uh, is hard to find here in Brazil. And oh. so uh, a few months ago, she found it at the grocery store. We could buy it. She bought like two huge packs. We had to put half of it in the freezer. And she made pepperoni rolls. We made pepperoni pizza. It was amazing. Mm. And so nice. pepperoni rolls to me are West Virginia. Another thing that to me is West Virginia is apple butter. Uh, I love apple butter. Grew up 
eating, you know, every fall, someone mm. on the street, someone in the holler, someone in the rural, more rural areas would make fresh apple butter, not the stuff you'd buy in the store or whatever, but like out of a, out of a black kettle cooked, you know, at a state fair or down the street or whatever. Mm, so good. Nice. Um, ramps. I don't know if you guys have had ramps or heard of ramps, but it's pretty much garlic mixed with onion. And it's like a, a garlic, it's like a onion shoot, except it has the aroma and the, the strength of flavor, like probably too strong of garlic. Oh, that is up my alley. Oh, man. Mm. It, and it only grows wild. People don't like do crops or whatever. So you go on ramp. Uh, you go, you go, what is the verb they use? It's not hunting. You go picking ramps or whatever, but you go into the forest and during the season you go out into the forest and you find ramps and, oh man, let me tell you the flavor, onions and garlic mixed together. It's wonderful. Mm. But if you don't eat it with other people and you're the only one that ate it, you are going to stink out the place (laughs) (laughs) and and nobody is going to want to talk to you, be near you. It, That's it, that garlic. It just goes right to your blood and just you stink so badly, but it tastes so good. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll mention that maybe some people don't know is the Golden Delicious Apple actually originated in West Virginia in Clay County, 1775. And I grew up eating Golden Delicious Apples. And uh, I have to say that I miss them. Like they don't have any kind of Golden Delicious, anything close to a Golden Delicious here in Brazil. It's pretty much like Gala, Fuji. Um, what are you saying, yuck to? Oh, just compared to your apples in West Virginia, I'm sure what's in Brazil is Oh, blech. yes. Yeah, it's not. It's. I mean, they there there are some good apples, but the variety of apples is not there. And so you don't have like your Granny Smiths or your, you know, uh, Golden Delicious and those different ones. Um but yeah, so those are those are the foods that I associate with West Virginia with my childhood. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Like our our area is well known for its apple apples uh, as well. Um, I remember there's this place that we used to go to every year called Max Apples, um, where they would you know sell all sorts of different kinds of apples. Now, I'm a weirdo. Like I've only recently started getting into some fruits. So apples was not my thing. What do you mean? Still isn't my thing. You're just now getting into fruits, like before you didn't. Yeah, for the most part, I don't like fruit of Um, of any of any kind. Like the only type of fruit I've really liked was when I went to Hawaii. Mm, Um, Well, and they have some really good fresh. You can't deny that fruit in tropical countries. The fruit is (laughs) there's no comparison between the fruit we have in the U.S. and then like Hawaii, Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Right. So good. Oof. But uh, yeah, most fruit, like I just, I don't, I've tried many, many times and mm-hmm. I just don't like it. All right. Uh, the only one that I kind of like is uh, um, bananas. Mm. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's one thing we're known for. And also one thing I kind of want to mention is we are actually known and, and New England in general is known for a particular style of hot dog bun. And it's called a split top New England style hot dog bun. Um, and there's really no way to describe it other than it's just a particular shape with uh, it's it's cut through the top of the bun. You'll have to Google it. 
Um, on the Google machine right now. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, click, 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 click. It's just, it doesn't necessarily taste any different. Um, it's just, it just reminds me of home because that's primarily where you find that style. Uh, okay. Of, yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, there are all sorts of little places that remind me of my hometown as well. Like, um, there's a, a, a sub shop in my hometown. It's called Cahill's, uh, that, uh, is, they are great subs, just fresh, fresh meat. Everything is just, oh, everything's good. And, and so, uh, that's definitely a big stop they have to make. Um, Travis Pospisil. He says, born and raised in Oswego, New York, right on Lake Ontario. Uh, it's a great town with very little crime, a world record breaking amount of bars, <laughs> and more snow than I want. Uh, I miss snow down here, though. Um, that's one of the things that reminds me of home, too, but we'll come back to that. Um, it has family, friends, and great memories. I've moved from my hometown a few times, once to Virginia Beach. I always come back. So my question is to you, what draws you back to your hometown? Oh, I have an easy uh, I have an easy can I can I give my easy answer yeah. real quick? Country yeah. roads take me home <laughs> to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads. That's what so takes me home. So country roads. John uh, Denver. Back or? Yep. John Denver. Every time, back. John Denver. I hear that song <laughs> nice. and I like it. Like takes me back to West Virginia. I can oh, feel the grass, cool. the beautiful West Virginia grass and the trees. Lush. Did you know that West Virginia is covered by seventy-five percent forest? It is. A camping extravaganza. Patrick, you would hate it. Mosquitoes <laughs> aplenty. Yeah, that is correct. Mosquitoes and bats and critters. Nah, my. bats are okay. That's why we're known for our roadkill. Nah. Which I forgot to mention in the food section, roadkill. Mm, I miss mm. me some good roadkill. Finding something, you know, on the asphalt, <laughs> scraping it off. Oh, and the face Patrick it. is making. Right now. <laughs> wow. That is such a stereotype that is not true. Have you ever seen uh, that... Uh, Tom Green episode where he's like picks tries to pick up roadkill. I think so. That episode. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind when anyone says roadkill. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. To go back mm. to what what you yeah. what Travis Popsicle originally asked uh, that song. Anytime I hear that song, Country Roads, it takes me home. Uh, yeah. For me, I don't see. I've I've I was born and raised, still live in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I really. Um, haven't moved anywhere you know what i mean so uh i've always been home uh but i would say if i were to go anywhere it's 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 my family you know like my my entire family lives here um almost my entire family and then mel's almost her entire family is here uh we just love to, to to be around family i think it would be hard it'd be very difficult for my wife more more so than me uh to be away from family because she is just like her family is a rock, so uh, I yeah I th- I think it would be family for sure. Sweet, yeah. What what draws me back home is obviously uh, memories of of growing up, and just thinking about all the all the fun times that we had, and um you know like, uh, and we're gonna talk more about 
this in the moment uh, things, you know, landmarks and, and things that are important traditions to where we come from. Um, falls in New England and, and New Hampshire are incredible. Uh, just uh, just the crisp fall air and the leaves, all the foliage changing is just incredible to see. Um, just thinking about that makes me think of home. Mm, uh, the complete lack of snow that we have here in Virginia makes me think of how much we had back home in New Hampshire. Um, I thought you were just, gonna say oh, thinks it makes me think of how much I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I want the snow. Yes, I, I miss the snow. Um, although 2020 would be the year that we would get a bunch of snow in like November, probably. But, um, but in any case, you know all those things that remind me of of good times and good memories of 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 home um you know just just thinking about you know high school and 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 all the all of my friends and all the places i used to visit uh those things uh draw me back to my hometown mm. and just reliving some of those mm. memories nice. nice yeah i'm with you uh 100% mark with the changing of the leaves um you know i th- i think when we've talked about this before on the podcast, I, I wasn't familiar with New England, uh, you know, fall leaf changes, but yeah. I was, I was, I grew up with West Virginia ones, which are very similar. Uh, they, yeah. we have different colors associated with our fall colors, but for the most part, man, that change from the green trees, uh, to the reds and the yellows and the browns and just all the different, just the, that, that cascading change is just so beautiful. And I miss that. Uh, I will say I don't miss the snow, but I definitely <laughs> miss the fall colors and the the pumpkin spice. We don't have anything pumpkin here, uh, so I can't be a basic white girl like you. It it really makes me <laughs> sad sometimes. But uh, yeah, so moving on to uh, what are the things like when when someone at would would if someone were to ask you, you know, where where should I go? What should I visit? When I come to West Virginia or the Cincinnati area of Ohio or, or New Hampshire, where should I go first? Like what places, you know, I should I not miss? Mm. Um, what what comes to mind for you guys? Yeah. Uh, for, well, first is the Cincinnati Zoo. Uh, Cincinnati Zoo is rated in the top three, maybe. Uh, in the in the United States, I think San Diego is number one, and I believe Cincinnati might be number two. Uh, it is it is great. It's huge. It's um, you it's so, so many things are like we have like hippos. Uh, we have a baby hippos, baby giraffes. You know, they we have uh, we now have kangaroos where you can just you can be in like a like an open area with the kangaroos hopping behind hopping beside you. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's very inexpensive, um, as opposed to other zoos. Um, so it's easy to go to, especially as a family. It doesn't break the bank, uh, with a family. Um, that, uh, if it's during the summer, summer or Cincinnati Reds game, uh, it's great. It's also inexpensive. You can get seats for like six bucks. Uh, and it's, but now, now with the quarantine, not so much, uh, but you can, because there, there's no fans allowed in there. Um, maybe next year. Uh, it's a good. It's good. Um, that and uh, we have a couple museums. We have the Na- Na- National Underground Museum, 
Um, so like the National Underground, that uh, the whole movement um, you know goes through Cincinnati. So we have a really nice uh, underground museum there. Um, and then we also have the um, what, what we call the Union Terminal. It used to be an old uh, um, train station. And now it is home to uh, several museums. We have like a kids museum uh, in there. There's like an Omnimax theater in there. Uh, there's a natural history museum. And uh, what's cool about it is the uh, is the Union Terminal in Cincinnati. It is also the um, what the Justice League bases their home base out of. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's modeled directly cool. after Union Terminal, um, and and if you if you if you watch the uh, Justice League movie, they actually have the actual Union Terminal as in in, in that movie. Um, nice. So it's really really cool. So there's there's plenty of stuff to do around Cincinnati. Sweet. Yes, Lucas. How about you? So with West Virginia, a lot of what uh, is available to do, as I said, 75% of it's forests. So camping, hiking, um, there's a number of what I would call like rock formations or, um, you know, and, and honestly, I had totally forgotten about a lot of them till we started talking about it more. And I don't even remember the names of them, but you can find them. You just Google hiking places in West Virginia and there's rock formations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, a a lot of the things that I want to see kind of revolve around more man-made things. Um, and actually that connects also to your last question of talking about like what takes you home or makes you think of home. And, and for me, mother's day is, is a, is a holiday that I think of home, not just because of my, you know, my mother and my stepmom and, and my, and my mom, uh, before, but, uh, actually, in my hometown, the first observance of Mother's Day, May tenth, nineteen oh eight, in Andrews Church, uh, was was happened where I grew up. And later on, they built a church called the Mother's Day Shrine, where uh, every year our choir or a group of people would sing, and they'd have a special service on Mother's Day. And so that's a really cool place to visit and see. It's a really really old church, but has like murals and and paintings and, and different things. It's a very different kind of church, a very old style, uh, but a very, very tall and with a steeple and all that, all those traditional things with the church. Uh, the other thing that's really cool in the south, in the southern part of, uh, I almost said Brazil, the southern part of West Virginia, and uh, there's there's a town called Summersville um, that I used to go to for church camp a lot, but they have a man-made lake there called Summersville Lake that has like 30, 40, 50, 30 or 40 uh, foot cliffs that you can jump off of. That's really fun. Uh, if you get a if you get a boat or a jet ski, uh, you can you can you know drive around the the lake, and uh, that's pretty fun. And then also New River Gorge Bridge, the longest steel arched bridge in the Western Hemisphere, about 1,700 feet long. Uh, every October on Bridge Day, they close it off, and people will parachute or bungee jump uh, about 900 feet off the bridge. So oh, wow. it's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I've, I've only seen videos. I've not gone to it, uh, probably in another life. Or if, if I had lived in West Virginia during adulthood, I definitely would have wanted to try, uh, the parachute jumping, maybe not the bungee jumping, the, the jerking of the, like my body on the bungee, this doesn't sound nice, but parachuting off would be really cool. I've seen people do it and, uh, it's a pretty cool bridge. Um, 
so yeah, those are some of the some of the sites, but a lot of it has to do with nature and hiking and, and those kind of things. So it's pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, obviously for New Hampshire, a lot of that is is very outdoorsy type stuff. You know, the big the big things to see. Um, unfortunately, one of our huge claims to fame uh, is now non-existent. Uh, you'll you'll notice on you know our license plates and 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 uh, driver's licenses and and if you remember back in the day when they did those state quarters um, for all the fifty states. Um, if you look on the New Hampshire state quarter, there is a rock formation called the old man in the mountain. And that was kind of our, our quote unquote claim to fame for New Hampshire. There was a, a, a rock formation that literally, if you looked at it from the side, it looked like this old man. Um, but unfortunately back in, oh gosh, I want to say the, the early two thousands, uh, early to mid two thousand, something like that. Uh, unfortunately, there was a rock slide, a major mm. rock slide, and the old man in the mountain was destroyed. So now it's just this uh, diagonal slab on the side of the mountain. Mm. Um, so he is long since gone. Um, but there are, you know, several other things you can you can go visit that are very scenic. Um, obviously, um, the 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 one to to really go to is Mount Washington. And it's part of the the White Mountains of of New Hampshire. Uh, Mount Washington is is sort of one of, is the is the biggest peak, biggest mountain you can go to in New Hampshire. Um, if you go to the very top of of Mount Washington, um, there is an observatory, and it is incredibly windy, and many times incredibly snowy. Um, I think that it was like the the fastest recorded wind speed in America or something like hmm. that was on was on the top of Mount Washington and I think it was like gosh I want to say it was like 231 miles an hour or something like that um I have to I'll have to pull it back up um but uh yeah visiting that that observatory is definitely an experience um it has the country's first cog uh, railway it's a railroad that is specifically designed for climbing a mountain. And and so uh, the Mount Washington Cog Railway, uh, you can get on that to go up to the, the summit of Mount Washington. Um, yeah, so it says here uh, on the afternoon of April 12, 1934, the Mount Washington Observatory recorded a wind speed of 231 miles per hour which was the world record from 1934 until 1996. Mark fact. <laughs> well, in that case, Wikipedia fact. But you said it first. <laughs> fact. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's one of the biggest things to, to go visit in, in New Hampshire. Um, if you're a, a racing fan, uh, we have an international speedway uh, in, in Loudoun, New Hampshire. New Hampshire International Speedway. Um I remember this place that my family and I used to visit when I was a kid quite a bit. Uh, it was this place called the Alpine Slide, um, and it's in a mountain range called Atatash Mountain. And it's basically this huge downhill, almost like a luge type slide um, that you can you can get on a, a you know a sled type luge lo- looking thing, and um, it's super fun to go down. And we used to visit that all the time. Um, but those are some of the some of the big things. A lot like half of the stuff that 
is exciting in New Hampshire is really in like Massachusetts and Maine. Uh, because, <laughs> so not New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, so not New Hampshire. Uh, but I mean, there is there's plenty of of fun scenic things to do. But like, if you want to experience like uh, a lot of history and and things like that, because obviously, um, you know, the the first the Pilgrims they they settled on on you know over at Plymouth Rock. Uh, which is in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So I've been to Plymouth Rock many, many times. They actually have a full-on recreation, I think, on the property of Plymouth Plantation um, and things like that. Obviously, Boston and that whole area is is super historical and obviously fun to go through. And and plus, where I grew up is only about an hour from uh, from from where I grew up is going into into the heart of Boston. Um, heart of, so that's heart of Boston. A lot of fun. Boston, Boston, Boston. Um, cool, Boston. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So and and obviously Maine. There's a lot of again beautiful beautiful scenic things. Um, you know you can get a lot of great seafood there because obviously it's on the sea coast. Mm, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know those are kind of the big big attractions for gaming fans. And funny enough, when I went on my um, when we went on our honeymoon, we actually stopped this at this place. Um, there is um, the the country's, at least if not one of the largest, it, the largest if not one of the largest, um, uh, uh, arcade museums. That's in, cool. In New Hampshire, is at a place called Fun Spot. Mm-hmm. It's in Sounds Laconia. Fun. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, there's a ton of old-school arcade games and pinball machines and things like that. And it's set up to where you can you can play them, but it's also set up like a museum almost. Um, and and it's it's a lot of fun to, to walk through and, and play through. Um, so, but things like that. Um, those are some of the major, major landmarks for sure. Cool. Nice. Pa- Patrick, I forgot to mention one thing that connected yeah. to what you mentioned. West Virginia oh. also... Has a zoo, yeah, called Hovatter Zoo. Okay, and I took my that's an interesting name. Took my daughter to it, like when she was a year old, year and a half. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And man, it's it's special. <laughs> it is not top rated, top three, top ten, top fifty, probably not even top one hundred zoos in the USA. But it is an experience that you will find nowhere else. Unless you go visit the Tiger King, because <laughs> mm, like yeah. you get there right, and it looks like it's like a homegrown somebody Farm. bought some animals. <laughs> no, it's they have lions, <laughs> they have bears, they have I don't think they have any tigers, but they have some oh, exotic my. animals. But what's kind of like weird and off about it is most of the animals have a feeding tube like a PVC pipe leading from where you look at them down to the front of their cage, and you can feed them pretty much dog food. <laughs> I don't know if it's dog food, but <laughs> it's like kibbles and bits. Like, and these animals have been there so long, you know, being fed this kibble by the visitors to the zoo so much that like the bear will just sit by the PVC pipe and bang it with his, with his paw until somebody <laughs> feeds him. And that's all he does all day. He just sits there by the tube and he beats it until someone's like, he gives him food. 
Jeez. The raccoons will just shove their heads up into the pipe and just wait for food to come down. You don't even get to see them like being. Does a raccoon really need to be in a zoo? No, but there's so few <laughs> options. <laughs> yeah. there, there are raccoons. There are I'm trying to think of what there's else. Cats, that was there's there. dogs. <laughs> yeah, cats, there's mice. Dogs. <laughs> yep, pretty much. There's uh, yeah. So Hovatter Zoo, should check it out. West Virginia, finest. I actually had a huge zoo and wild animal farm kind of thing um in my hometown for many many years um and has been the subject of you guys know who dane cook is right yeah yep okay uh he tells this story about uh begging his his dad to go to uh benson's wild animal farm which is which was in hudson new hampshire the place where i grew up um and was it's been there it had been there since like oh gosh like the 30s or something like that and was in business until uh, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, where it unfortunately went out of business and they sold the property. It was a huge attraction, huge draw for that area. Um, and and uh, obviously, Dane Cook is from, is from uh, the New England area, and so he would tell a story about his, his dad begging his dad to go to wild, uh, Benson's Wild Animal Farm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, obviously I never got to experience that because I was very, very young when it went out of business. But uh. yeah, but uh, let's uh, let's switch over to uh, traditions. What are some things that go on in in where where you come from that that's like a, a, a an event that happens every year that you you know you can't miss if you live in that area. Yeah, for Cincinnati, it's Oktoberfest. And to kick off Oktoberfest, uh, the entire city does a the chicken dance. And it is the world's largest chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, and, it, and you, you laugh, but it is a, a riot when you have that many people doing the chicken dance to kick off Oktoberfest. Uh, and it's great, to, you know, going downtown. Uh, and just trying all the different foods around uh, around the city because, like I said, it's it is a very uh, you know hodgepodge group of uh, ethnicities in Cincinnati. So there's so many different kinds of foods um, with German, Irish, American, Greek, Indian. You know, you name it. There's there's all types of food here, and that's what's great about Oktoberfest. There's also um, with Cincinnati, there is a ton of micro brews. So there's a ton of breweries in Cincinnati, um, that, uh, that are down there as well. All different kinds of, of, of beers and drinks and foods down in Oktoberfest. That is one thing. If you're in Cincinnati in October, that's the place to go. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Lucas, how about you? Um, Traditions, events? Yeah, in my neck of the woods, outside of the standard, you know, holidays celebrated to the max, uh, the big thing in my town was always Memorial Day, the Memorial Day parade. And we had a parade where you had everything from clowns walking down the street throwing candy to uh, Shriners driving little mini race car not even race cars. They're like little mini bumper They're cars, like power wheels, power wheels, like <laughs> doing little formations. And, uh, you know, when you're in elementary school, you would, 
you would walk in your grade level and at the end of the parade you would take a flower and lay it at a at either a family member or a friend like a friend's relative's grave of someone who had fought in in a war or was a was a was a veteran and um so memorial day was always a huge deal going to the memorial day parade um other than that you know not really a whole lot you know state fairs i guess uh lots of state fairs that's like state fairs for me growing up was like the getting to you know this is before cell phones before the internet like you would leave school you know end of may beginning of june and then you wouldn't see your friends till the beginning of august uh or the middle of august at a state fair so like between some grade levels like between i remember between like sixth and seventh grade for example some kids would hit a growth spurt and they would be like an extra half a foot to a foot taller you know (laughs) kids voices would drop uh you know certain lady friends would look a little different and you'd be like oh you you don't look quite as boyish as you used to look and uh you know it was just like uh it was the time to see your friends after a summer of doing other things and you know uh state fairs were you know riding the <laughs> riding the awful you know death traps that we called rides and doing the carny <laughs> games where they would steal your money and then hanging out with your friends and, you know, starting to see your crushes and kind of set up for the next school year. Uh, but, yeah, those are probably the, the traditions I think of. The summer traditions were pretty pretty fun. Yeah, man, that's pretty much the same thing uh, where I grew up. Only, um, you know, obviously our New Hampshire has uh, county and state fairs. Um, but a lot of uh, smaller towns in New Hampshire they have these particular type of fairs, and there's really not anything different other than what they call it. Um, they call it Old Home Days. And uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah, it's basically a multiple day, uh, you know, fair type experience where there's like all sorts of vendors and, and, and you know, rides and food and, and all sorts of things. I remember every, I think it was every Sunday, they'd have a big pancake breakfast uh at the at the high school which uh, which is where i went to high school because uh, there's only one in the town um the, which was right near the the site where they had the fair every year um there's this um very rich family back in like the early 1900s that had this huge property with a nice huge house um and that property that land is where my town has their old home days every year and so yeah much like your county your state fairs you know people were gone for the summer uh people would go through a lot of of changes there were people that you just wouldn't see throughout the summer and you know you you'd come back showing off your new improved self and and this is how i'm how i'm gonna look for this new school year and um you know you'd see people that you hadn't seen in, in quite a while and and stuff like that this was your chance to start over and, and reinvent yourself um, and you'd, you'd meet up with with friends and, and family and uh, you know they'd have fireworks on a, on a certain night and all that kind of stuff um, and and they still do that to this day um, it's it's one of the it was always one of the highlights of, of my year in my hometown for sure and and you know the county and state fairs you could always visit 
which were on a much bigger level, uh, obviously, where you could um, enjoy all the awesome food and and things like that. Um, and again, half of the fun stuff that you could do was, you know, next state over in, in Massachusetts and stuff like that. Um, there was this, this fair that we used to go to every year um, that was called The Big E. Um, and they called that called it that because um, it stands for this company called the Eastern States Exposition. Um, and it's just it's just this huge fair. Um, and I remember they had all sorts of concerts going on. It's the first time I saw, first and only time actually, I saw Weird Al in concert. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> Jealous. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, those are some of the big, big events uh, that go on. It's just a lot of, a lot of state fairs and yeah. uh, county fairs and stuff like that and old home days for cool. sure. Um, so I kind of want to close here with uh, our, our last joiner question, or not question, but response, uh, which is from uh, Old Splig uh, or Shiplig, however Dope-alicious. you want to say. Uh Mr. Mike Doherty. He says, "Born in Oklahoma, I remember one summer watching a tornado approach my great grandfather's farm. He casually got up and said, "Well, kids, time to go down to the cellar." He was he was pretty BA. He was the town sheriff and the rodeo clown. Interesting. Uh, also, and and here's another practice that I can't believe anybody does: uh, sticking black cats in cow patties and blowing them up. Oh gosh! Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that exactly what I think it means? I, I don't know that he didn't really <laughs> leave that. You know. Okay. He didn't really define that, so it's pretty open to interpretation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he says sticking black cats in cow patties and blowing I mean, them up. I'm guessing that's the name of the firecracker or dynamite they used. Dynamite, maybe not dynamite. That's a little overkill. Or like the uh, day. Now that whole whistling. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh... I just Googled black cats, cow patties. And oh, the don't. Second, Why would you do that? The second <laughs> thing says, the second, the second link says the truth about cat poop. <laughs> I kind of want to click on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is the truth I need to know? I mean, it makes me think of that uh, the Joe Dirt quote. You're like, you mean you've never had the uh, yeah. Husker Do's, Husker <laughs> Don'ts, or whatever? All the names um, of fireworks. It's Tay. Um, and then he says, we moved to Orlando before I got to the cow tipping age of idiocracy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you were you were... Yeah, Pretty if you're far sh- in with black cats and cow patties and yeah. blowing them up. But uh, <laughs> interesting traditions all around all around con- the country and For sure. around the world, too, because we do have international listeners, of course. Um, but uh, the the important thing to, to think about is all of these... So hold on a second. Yeah. I'm still thinking about this black cat <laughs> and cow patties. Is, is the black cat like a... Firework and the cow patties is poop. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming so cow patties like are throw it like cow patties are definitely poop, and I don't understand yeah. why would you want to blow up poop? Why like, specifically a it just black goes cat? everywhere? Well, I black cat has to be the name of the it has to the be firecracker the or the explosive. Firecracker. There's no yeah. way they're like we only put 
black animal cats into the poop. <laughs> How do you get it to stay in the poop long enough to blow up? Like, you stay here, kitty cat. Uh, that's tradition in Oklahoma. Yeah, just put a little catnip in there. And As the, is tradition. <laughs> and the cat's like, ooh. Right, get him in there. And then, boom. There goes the cat and the patty all over and the place. PETA is heading right after Mike Doherty right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they must have a bunch of black cats over there. They must. Yeah. The, the black cat population is horrible in Oklahoma. It's non-existent, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's the that's the way they can uh, make sure that they control the population. Yes, that's how they control the population. They sh- not a humane way. Shove of doing them into cow patties. Watch them explode. <laughs> and there's nothing to do in Oklahoma, so what? you know. He didn't even mention explosives, so maybe like there's something going on with the cow patties there that when they come in contact, they come in contact with a black cat, they just automatically explode. It's like a landmine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> for uh, black cats. Like a works bomb. You combine this this like uh, this cleaning plumbing solution. You combine it don't, with uh, aluminum foil and it explodes. Don't uh, yeah. If you combine black cats with cow plop, yeah, it's just cow plop. That's a, a bad combination. <laughs> yeah. Now, can you call it cow plop if they don't like they don't? It's not like they relieve themselves in a toilet to make the plop sound. So wouldn't it be more like cow thud? It has to hit the ground. Cow, yeah, but it doesn't swish. plop. When it hits the ground, it's like, that doesn't happen. Well, <laughs> a plop doesn't it's... necessarily have to be that, that high-pitched noise. A plop is just... Oh. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That is not what I hear when someone says plop. I hear that's, that's more like a thud or a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. To each their own, I suppose. I, guess. I, I, like, West I, need, I think we need to... Uh, this is part one of the story. We need part two. <laughs> yeah, I need part two. Of, <laughs> We're going to yeah. follow up on that for yeah. sure. I need a diagram. Like, how does this work? Like, what is the process? <laughs> Step one through however many steps it is. <laughs> so, obviously, all of these things, including black cats and cow patties and blowing them cow up. Cow plops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you know, all these things remind us Fud of... plops. Of home and nope, and, none of those things yeah. remind me of home. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of home poop. <laughs> I'm surprised you two of all people, you know, pepperoni roll plops. <laughs> Gross. Let's, uh, let's turn away from chili. the skid here. Um, <laughs> skid. So all skid of these things. Plops. Stop it! All right, stop we, it. we need we need to uh, skid to a stop. In this discussion, you yes, mean skid yes, to do. a. Okay, so all of these, many of these things, some of them not so much, but many of these things remind us of home and where we grew up and, and just the memories that we have associated with it. Wheeze a lot and, of people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lucas is gone. <laughs> I can't say anything else. <laughs> Nope, we're, we're, we're done here. We're done here. So, anyway, yeah, many of these things remind us of, of the memories that we share of, of home and where we're born and raised and, and the, the things that made us who we are. And uh, let's, let's reflect on the not-so-weird things. Um, Good luck. And, and just remember where we came from. Yeah, because uh, it's important to. <laughs> we all came from a plop. <laughs> okay, we're ending the topic. Right you were born with right a plop. Now. There's no way you were born Weren't with you? a plop. I mean, if the doctor didn't catch you, you would have plopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thankfully, he did. 
Woo, that was a close one. Almost dropped that one. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Thanks, Doc, for catching me. Not plopping me. <laughs> okay, and so that's that. <laughs> yep. Oh, is that my cue? Sorry. I that, is, that is your cue. I, I wasn't ready. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, I could tell you weren't ready. I, I thought you were going to keep saying it out. Reminds us of when we plopped. All right. Moving Speaking on. of plops. Well, that's all for this plopping good time of, I don't, I don't even know how to transition out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Just give me a second. Such a plopping good time. <laughs> Such a plopping good time. Uh, that's all for this plopping good time. Talking about our hometowns, home states, home plops. <laughs> <laughs> Please what, take the what time. What's a home plop? <laughs> a home plop. It's like home fries, know. but plops. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Ooh, please take Let's time to <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher. It helps us in ways we do not understand, but science has proven that it will help more joiners join us. Also, we're happy you hung around with us and listened, despite all the plops and thuds. Plop, plop is an underrated <laughs> word. It really is. It's the best word ever. Okay, best word I'm for tonight. From <laughs> Mark, I'd say oh. I'm sorry, but I'm really not. You're not. <laughs> we're glad you've lasted this long. Uh, we hope you do go beyond listening, beyond plopping. can't stop i'm sorry check out our show notes follow the links uh that'll guide you to twitter where you can follow us and we will follow you back also chat with us on the gmg joiners chat with us and our gmg joiners on discord where we are talking about everything from dad jokes pop darts avengers cow cow cleavage and plops We're not talking about on that on the Discord yet, but we will. We will apparently. be talking about cow plops real soon. <laughs> cow thuds. The cow cleavage is a real thing, but you have to join Discord to find out what that's all about. All things cows. That's right. Join our Discord. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> As usual, we have additional content throughout the week. Retro October with Mark at twitch.tv slash thegoodmorningguys. As he said earlier, he will be streaming Star Tropics, so check it out this week. Uh, I also will be twitching in the coming weeks on twitch.tv slash MrPastorHam. And uh, then, of course, there is our supplemental podcast of The Good Morning, not The Good Morning, of Good Morning God. Uh, This past week, I talked about asking the right questions, which one of those questions was not what does the sound of a cow make when it plops? That is not a question I ask, but I do ask other questions. And uh, it's good stuff. So if I say so myself, I'm just going <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. You <laughs> don't know what's happening. <laughs> All I can hear is plops in my head. <laughs> All right. Rate, review, subscribe, please. I know this isn't a good reason, a good, a good sell right now, but just trust me, okay? Mark was on it last week. You want to listen to that. So that's worth the subscribe and follow alone. Uh, Regardless, however you connect with us, remember you can also call us at 929-GMG-PLOP. (laughs) Leave a message. (laughs) Ask a question.
question and you simply better be careful because you have no idea what number that is heard. if you call that let us know what happens <laughs> <laughs> the actual number is 929 gmg guys leave a message ask a question let your voice be heard speaking of what should be heard and what should not be heard like a plop mark what is the latest song edition to the GMG music playlist that any and all can hear on Spotify and Apple Music. GMG music yeah, so of course we've been talking about uh, obviously where we were born and raised, our, our hometowns, our home states, our home areas. And so that is the focus that I went with with our additions to the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist. So this week, uh, the first song is John Mayer's Born and Raised, uh, off of his Born and Raised album. Um, The second song is John Mellencamp's Small Town. And the third song is Michael Buble, Michael Bubble, Michael Buble's Home, uh, which is a wonderful song. So I hope that these songs help remind you of home. And I hope they help you get your good morning on. And as is tradition, the fourth song that I will throw out there is Country Roads, Take Me Home by John Denver. Yeah, I had a feeling that was coming. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. All right. Besides the weekly GMG music playlist, we are continuing to pull together the GMG video game Top 100 that we will rank and reveal in a future episode. Which game would you guys like to add to the list today, starting with Ronnie? Uh, he is not here today. I was just kidding. He can do two next week. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, I'm going to go with Mass Effect 2. Oh, now, yeah. if I can go with, uh, uh, if I could cheat and, and say the series, I would. Because you can't have two without one and three. But two is just sublime. So, so good. good. So good. They introduced those like more personal missions that you could go on with your people, and just that final mission is epic. Oh, so good! At the, least until you get to the giant alien baby. Well, I mean, <laughs> it goes off the rails, but <laughs> but it's so good. Yep. Mark Star Fox sixty four. Whoa! Do a barrel roll. You've already said that, so say something else. It must be a good one then. Yes. So good. Shoot, I didn't think about this. Uh, Uh, You're gonna get two next week as well. (laughs) (laughs) Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, the Game Boy version. Nice. Cool. And Lucas, Uh, my pick. Hopefully, I did not pick this one before. Is Guacamelee? You have not picked that before. The old Guacamelee. I love that game. Mex- steeped in Mexican culture, jokes galore, and excellent platforming and fighting. It's wondrous. Nice. And who doesn't want to be a luchador? Yeah. I know I don't not want to be a luchador. I don't not want to be one either. Exactly. Mark oh. sent me a, a picture of the uh, a luchador wrestler who uh, he changes his costume almost every week. And the new costume he had a couple weeks ago, he was the Megazord from Power Rangers. Nice. This is pretty sweet. It was awesome. That sounds sweet. Sweet like honey. Sweet like New Hampshire maple syrup. Sweet like Mark. Mm, sweet like oh. a plop. 
No, that is not. <laughs> that's sweet. not how it works. Nope. But that's not how. But I works. did. I did look up the definition of plop. What you got? And of and course it, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to know what the plop definition was, and it and? said uh, the plop definition is something falling or dropping into water. Exactly. Thank Another, you. Winner, uh, winner, yeah. plop and falling or... A lot of them says fall with sound of object hitting liquid. Yep. Something plop. into liquid. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of it has to do with a liquid. That's called a ham fact. But when you say you, you're plopping it into a chair, like I just plop down. <laughs> I don't, like, you don't, you don't okay. You're not in the water. You know what I mean? It's called misusing the word. I highly disagree with that. But well, anyway. Sorry, Webster says you're wrong. You're basic. You plop. I'd like to look up the Oxford Dictionary version of that. Nah, I don't trust those British. <laughs> <laughs> and say goodbye to all the British fans. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Oxford was the OG. <laughs> no. You got great accents too. Because, I mean, if I would have, like, rewind, rewound, rewinded the podcast and just changed all the plops to plops, it would be even better. Like, little cow plop. It just sounds cooler. Yep. I think Mark's sigh is like, just end the show. Yes. Please. Oh, it is. And I'm just <laughs> stringing it out. All right. Next week, folks, you'll be glad to know I am in charge. I am the captain now. <laughs> Please. I'm not. I'm not happy to know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to talk about something fun, something great, something gravy with Ronnie, who will be returning. So uh, I hope you're ready. Nice. It, I'm not going to say what it is because obviously I'm, you don't know. I'm pulling a Ronnie and I'm not ready, but <laughs> it'll be fun. Uh, all righty then. Pat, Mark. And me, myself, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. You thought I was going to say plop, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I, so I really did. <laughs> and as you plop. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was coming. The way you like slowed down, I was like, oh, he's going to say plop. He's going to say plop. That's how I nope. get you. Get you every time. Yeah. And as you 